Hello everyone, hope you're all doing well. Welcome to the another episode of DevOps with Zach. I'm Arshad Zakaria and today I have a guest with me who is Shehan Marino. He is a lead engineer in DevOps, delivery and infrastructure at Zero New Zealand. Today episode all about automation. So let's get started. Hi Shehan, thank you for joining me with us. So how are you doing today? I'm good, Zach. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So, uh, why don't you give us a small uh, introduction about yourself? Um, well, my name is Shehan, as you mentioned before, uh, and I work as a lead engineer for Zero. Zero uh, is uh, a cloud-based um, accounting software. Uh, it's primarily based in um, New Zealand. It had, its headquarters are in Wellington, and we are all over the world at the moment, uh, predominantly in the Australia uh, and New Zealand region, but the, we have officers in the UK, um, Singapore, uh, Canada, uh, and, and the States as well. Um, so I work as a lead engineer for the invoicing team, and um, I work across multiple teams, um, helping them uh, deliver software to our customers. Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. Interesting. So today, you know, we are going to talk about all about automation. So uh, what is automation? So everyone is talking about in DevOps, automation, automate that, automate this. And what do you think about automation? Um, if, you, if you consider it as the word itself, it's just getting repeatable tasks done um, by a machine. So uh, so that you know, no manual interventions necessary, or you don't actually repeat doing the same task. Uh, it's basically getting the machine to do things for you um, in sort of a sequence, uh, and it's you are able to sort of repeat the steps, or rather, you know the steps that have to be done, but you know you give uh, the machine to do a sequence of steps um, iteratively. Um, you mentioned about DevOps and automation, and um, I want to mention like to people who want to get into uh, DevOps uh, that automation is sort of the name of the game, uh, basically. So um, learning to automate using scripts and different tools um, is sort of you know basically ninety five percent of the job, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, in that part, that it's taking the most. Uh, I mean, like uh, the the highest part of the the job, right? So the automation, yeah. So uh, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> I I think like uh, we should understand like why this is very important, and with some you know like give some use case scenarios with that you know. Uh, so in your experience, like, uh, so uh, would you like to share like uh, with the audience like uh, why this is very important this automation part and. Uh, if you have any use cases to like, uh, you know, symbolize uh, uh, <clears throat> why this is very important and pivotal uh, for DevOps. Absolutely, Zach. So um, the the reason for this whole rise in uh, this DevOps mindset is uh, basically was trying to get your deployables or rather your artifacts into the production environment as quickly as possible. Uh, so basically de delivering from your 
developer's computer or laptop to the production environment and the usual cycle uh, sorry the the life cycle um uh, for software development usually has multiple stages like your dev environment your qa environment sometimes you have a special stage environment and then the production environment so in the past even when i actually started out my career um uh i had deployed especially uh java um artifacts manually from environment to environment it, and it became a really really tedious task um so that's sort of why we sort of needed uh to not have a single person or multiple people just doing the same repetitive tasks over and over again uh so um speaking of deploying uh your software uh, to different environments um became sort of this massive uh, gaping hole that needed to be filled and that's where you know automating those tasks came into play here and uh, over time there was development of scripts and then those turned into uh tools so these tools like for example one of the main uh cd tools uh is uh, jenkins out there and then now you have different um uh companies who come up with their own uh to actually deploy your code into uh environments you know in a seamless manner as well as uh sort of uh, showing you the pipeline of uh delivering them with the click of a button yeah like uh, like we mentioned before uh, the automation taking the, the main part of the devops right so i would like to add few things there as well like uh, like you mentioned like yes your software packages to deploy multiple environment and it's uh, even uh, like uh, when we call it like ci cd right and and for the delivery as well so uh, when it comes to infrastructure as code also right so i think uh, that there also we are doing basic automation to uh, automate for everything in even the infrastructure yeah absolutely so, um, absolutely okay go ahead sorry um so i i think in our last podcast i think uh, it was uh, nilesh who mentioned about a lot of iac as well uh, yes. that has taken over you know uh because the thing is earlier we used to have this pointy clicky way of you know just clicking around the browser uh, of your uh, cloud provider like uh, aws or azure for example uh but sometimes when you go at scale um you you get kind of fed up doing the same thing over and over again uh and sometimes the ui changes as well but Correct. um these cloud providers have uh, provided us with an api endpoint where we can you know speak to that api and do the provisioning as well so that's where iac came into play and um for example tools like terraform uh have taken over i know that now a lot of like the cdks have come in where you can do it um, using With your own language yeah exactly exactly um uh either way the it's the same thing the same job that's done um i i've seen uh sort of uh, there's this bit of argument going from both sides of the camp like for me i like terraform it's clean uh you can structure it very well uh you don't need to have like in depth knowledge of correct. any kind of programming language do yeah, uh 
you know to make use of it uh on the other hand let's say let's say a front end a front end dev who's uh, who's who's you know who's used javascript a lot and they want to deploy say if you take aws for example they want to deploy their um spa or uh, you know the yeah, their single page application out there uh, they'll just use something like uh, CloudFront, and they'll just put in the assets into an S3 bucket. S3 bucket so yeah. just yes, just deploying those that those artifacts, uh, they'd want to create that pipeline or just have the uh, the infra for that provisioned uh, also in a code, and they wouldn't want to really learn another language, right? So yeah, the CDK actually helps. Uh, sort of uh, for them to feel involved as well. I, I think AWS CDK is, for, for, let's take AWS. So AWS CDK is a more more JavaScript based. Like, I mean, like more, I can see a lot of libraries in JavaScript, especially the TypeScript. Yeah. Absolutely, so, uh, absolutely. So yeah. it supports multiple languages. Multiple languages, um, yeah. Even yes, Python, yes. Golang. That, uh, yeah. That's the beauty of it, right? Yeah, exactly. If, you, if you're familiar with any yeah. language, you can just go and do it, right? I mean, like, that's pretty awesome. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, when it comes to automation, like, you think, like, uh, we should automate everything? Like, uh, or uh, what your perspective uh, on that? I'm going to give you an yes and no answer to this. Okay. <laughs> so, let's, um, let's look at, like, before we actually uh, go into that question, let's, let's go into ask uh, why automation is important, you know? Um, like I mentioned before, it's about uh, not repeating uh, the same task, the same tedious task over and over again. So while you're also doing that, you are also human, right? You, it's humans doing those tasks. So yeah, we are correct. prone to human error. Um, so it's eliminating those as well. And uh, the purpose of automating, if we look at, if you look at, for example, Google's SRE handbook, they talk about uh, uh, the word toil here. So that word toil here is basically um, tasks that they'd want to have to do it manually. Uh, but uh, in terms of automating, their, their target is almost achieving more than 50% of uh, their their the tasks that are that they're doing um, that creates toil. So, and then if we go into the question that you asked, so should we automate everything? Now, personally, I'd automate anything that I would see me doing that task more than twice. You know, if if uh, if there's uh, even a simple thing, if I if I just have to copy a file, but if it's done say twice or thrice a day. I might just write a small script and just let it trigger whenever I want it to be triggered. Uh, but there are some things like some tasks, like you only have to generate, say, a report um, every three months. You'd want to go and see, you know, uh, what's, what's out there as well. So uh, those things, I'd leave it as toil. And um, again, you might also... Uh, so you also have to look at the outcome as well here, right? So should you, so automating a task basically might require more time than doing the actual task once. Um, so you have to weigh in and see whether the actual effort is um, kind of worth it, basically. 
and for tasks for me in my job tasks that take more uh, basically two to three times if it's repeatable then i definitely automate it otherwise you know i'll just leave it uh, to uh, do it manually yeah that's that's true so uh, personally i also believe that you know like uh, so, uh, it's like you said it's impact a lot of areas so i would give a example like uh, let's talk about financial side because uh, the the financial sector should be very strong uh, you know any organization and entity uh, without that i don't think we can run any business so uh, when it's come to uh, the environments like dev, dev uat production or pre production uh, i think uh, most of the organization like they some they automate some they're not so it's bit i think it's a best practice to you know automate your dev when you wait infrastructure to uh, automatically shut down after your office i mean after work hours like maybe a 6 pm can be 7 uh, the uat as well so it can be a uh, switch on uh, in the morning around like 8 or 9 before we get start work and the weekends we can shut it down so i think uh, that's also one of the uh, uh, could be a good example i believe to add here so what do you think about that absolutely zack exactly. uh, 100% so uh, we at zero we do that to most of our, our test environments uh, so we uh, do provision them up uh, around 7 am and then we do take them down daily um, yeah. i think it's around 6 pm um, yeah. so uh, yeah so like i'm i'm lucky to work where i'm working now <laughs> so zero has uh, this amazing work life balance so that's i think one of the um reasons we have uh, sort of that kind of automation done as well um however so it also depends on say if if you're a if you're a small to medium business and and you're considering about your cloud cost as well you know that you you pay per um pay for the time that that environments are running right? yeah, yes exactly it's every second is billable in yeah, the cloud correct. space right so uh in terms of the cost as well i think when you actually uh, on the long, on the long run uh having those environments that are not being used in a particular set of time absolutely yes and especially right during uh, say christmas shutdown or or any other long uh, shutdown periods having yeah. those environments um shut down is um, actually a good idea when you calculate the amount i think uh, you can pretty much uh, save a big amount like a huge cost uh from that environment i i believe that you know like that that's uh, absolutely yeah and we can another session we can talk about the auto scaling and stuff uh, that automation later i mean like this is mainly we're focusing on the uh, basic automation right so uh yeah correct and uh, you think like uh, we are talking about all the technical stuff right currently mm-hmm. so uh, you think it's uh, it's a it's okay to uh, automate the non technical stuff as well in organization um, yes yes uh, in, let's let's not only talk about like organizations itself okay. like let's talk about our day to day activities day-to-day um, okay. like paying our rent for example we we have uh, Uh, we have scheduled payments in our mobile apps most of our mobile apps correct uh, if we have uh, say you you're saving money for a rainy day and you have a uh, money going to an account you'd have that automated it's good to have it automated as well because then then that money would basically go to that account and you wouldn't spend it on you know you can keep a good uh, discipline right 
exactly exactly that, that's yeah. that's just that's just one one aspect yeah. of it right right uh, and some of the things that we we take for granted uh, are basically you know some there's there's some step of automation built into it um there's there's mobile phone apps that have that have automation built into it as well where you can schedule tasks to run spin up multiple uh apps that you want uh i for example have my home automation running and i have my uh alarm and my um uh, smart bulbs for example synced so just 5 minutes before my alarm goes wow. my uh uh home automation takes over and then it uh, lights up my uh bedroom for example so i know you know i don't get uh, rudely awakened so <laughs> in today's world with technology you know there's automation everywhere so you, you can sometimes point it out and say okay i know that this is automated but sometimes without even you knowing uh it's automated it's part and parcel of life now yeah that's correct even even though like you know like you said uh, uh, have automated few things like the financial side as well uh, it's a good to good to do that for keep the discipline level and like you said i use alexa for automate my aircon and uh, lights so uh, like you said there's a I, when i wake up i wake up very fresh uh, with some sound and you know it will make me my help to start my day to day work very fresh yeah that's true absolutely so, even even having an old school alarm is automation right yeah that's correct that's correct because it's basically yeah. automated right yeah yes you have a schedule and it wakes you up so yeah yeah and what i did is like uh, i i start kind of do some uh, kind of uh, growing some plants and thing is day to day busy life i forgot to water in them so what i did is i got a few sensors and a small water pump <laughs> so like uh, every 2 to 3 days i just uh, fill the bottle so the pump will uh, automate and there's a small arduino board is running so it will uh, provide the water to those plants so basically uh, uh, we can do automate everything uh, in our day to day life yeah uh, yeah so. so that's that's taking home automation to a new level zack yeah so, correct but that is that is yeah, that is automation itself so it's it's a simple it's a simple code and a simple yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically yeah. yeah now i know that automation might might make us look lazy but then you actually have to sort of um it's it's like automating is trying to get our time back to us as well so that we can you correct. know sort of concentrate on correct. uh doing new things yeah correct exactly correct. exactly what i what i feel it like uh, uh shahan uh, which come to automating uh, some not everyone some engineers that i feel like very lazy to do automate they just you know they just uh, uh, want to just go with the flow they just stagnate with uh, the same thing they just want to go the manual way they might think okay we are going to do it only for one time so why need automation so just you know click it that's it fine so they're very lazy to do the automation part so uh, ah, so yeah, yeah so there are some there are some um, to be honest right yes so again like it comes to the fact that whether this this task if it's one time then like i said do do we, we also have to think do is it really um so do we have to think about the investment that we need to put in um if it's not then yeah just just do it one time but the the mentality of let, let's say some some people they want they they're thinking say you know old school way or they used to this certain 
um, set of work that they've been doing daily. And it might feel, it might feel like, you know, uh, automating those tasks will make them redundant as well. But uh, the thing is, the world has moved in such a way. And this is where we want to have, want everyone, not just, you know, the developers or anyone in the software industry, but also the other industries also have this DevOps mindset that where we, even Nilesh talked about in his, um, when he was in your podcast the last time, was having this DevOps mindset. And it's part and parcel with that, you know. So uh, when you're actually trying to sort of bring in DevOps into an organization, the first thing that you should sort of target is to change the mindset of um, the team or the organization. Uh, And that doesn't mean that you impose anything, but you show them the benefits of, you know, doing things in a certain way to automate and so on and so forth. Uh, And not basically showing them that you won't be stagnant anymore. And there's always something to look forward to uh, and not doing the same thing over and over again. I mean, life's too short to do the same thing over and over again. Yeah, that, that, that's totally, totally agree. Yeah. So another part I'm seeing, like uh, when you come to quality assurance, right? So uh, I have worked with some engineers. They, they have, we had like uh, some uh, quality assurance engineers, but they do some uh, manual testing still. Uh, I, I think uh, those work can be automated uh, in the future. And uh, I think there are a lot of tools available to automate. But still, it's sad to see uh, um, in industry, still some um, organizations, I would say, yep. You see the manual uh, part yes. to do those things, yeah. Uh, absolutely, yes. So now this is sort of a very sensitive topic, especially. Yeah, correct, I, I work correct. across. I work across uh, multiple um, roles as well. I, as in, I don't work, but I work with most of the engineers who are doing sort of the quality automation engineers. Some are manual right. testers. Some are uh, developers who write tests. So we have a lot of test-driven development going as well. Um, I've also seen with TDD being uh, adopted uh, that the, the quality engineer has be, is morphed into this role of a quality coach. And we've actually done that in our um, uh, portfolio of invoicing in zero. So we're slowly moving towards this quality coach model where they'd come yes. just like DevOps, just like yeah. just like what I was doing. I wouldn't go and sit down with them and do work for them, but I'd show them how to do it and uh, sort of enabling them. So that's and the part of DevOps, right? Collaborating with other teams, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So this, this enablement is sort of also taking over. Um, now... Going back to your initial question about manual versus automation, I think you have to, again, pick and choose battles here. Yeah, uh, So the thing is, there's, there's automation tests. Uh, you have to make sure in automation tests that you actually cover end-to-end, you know, um, of all your features, of all the, um, the user stories, that has to be done. And with the pressure for product teams, for example, if you're working for a product company, uh, the pressure is always there from the product size to deliver within a certain uh, time frame, right? And you mostly kind of 
have the first few prints, it's feature development, and you go in, try to get in the feature upfront, and then you know work on the tests as well. I've seen people, I've seen some people getting the user stories first, understanding them, and then writing the tests first. That's also a good approach, but um, they will also fall, like there's a fallback to actually developing the feature and then writing the tests. Uh, and then with automate, like end-to-end -end automate, if you're talking about bringing the whole um, DevOpsiness into this, say okay. you've got trunk-based deployment and you don't have a special button to deploy, you just use your source control, say GitHub, uh, for example, or Git, okay. uh, have, have, the, have the GitOps model and you just, basically what you do is from your laptop, you commit to uh, a particular branch. I, that branch might actually deploy to a particular environment. So before you deploy, you run basically automated tests for say, um, the, 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 a static analysis tool that will actually, you know, uh, uh, look the code at you, uh, look at the code, then it'll basically run um, a few Maybe a few linters, uh, a few unit tests, a few integrations, integration tests. It'll deploy to the environment, run those end-to-end -end tests again. Once they are all green, it'll automatically promote to say a QA environment where those tests are run again at a scale, then to pre-prod, which is you know at a very large scale, and then eventually to production, all without human intervention, just by doing a commit. Um, now, we've also seen like the tooling has become so good in terms of automation. If we talk about uh, things like synthetic testing, uh, that that kind of has taken over for even for in production where it'll report back uh, before say, say your website sort of, it's the performance is being uh, is sort of degrading, and you sort of see these alerts coming in from uh, your synthetic test. Uh, you know, mentioning okay, this web page, for example, we are doing a login test, and login took uh, this amount of time, which it's not supposed to take. So you'd be sort of proactively monitoring as well. Um, so that sort of that's like the pro of uh, say having end-to-end -end automation running almost. Yeah every single place of yes. um, your deployment say not just the deployment the ci cd as well so continuous integration and continuous deployment just having those tests everywhere uh, for it to be sort of fail safe um, but i've noticed a lot of people kind of uh, they're resistant to doing uh, automation tests on especially the the, the uis uh, they want to go and do the actual manual test to see if it's working and then give the thumbs up, especially when it's a production deployment. Production, yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah. again, it's it's kind of a sensitive topic because um, we have a lot of people who've been doing this thing, this kind of testing. Yeah, correct, correct, yeah. And it's work for them as well. Now, yes. people say if, it, if it's uh, not broke, you know, don't try and fix it. But in our mentality, the mentality we have is we always look for continuous improvement. Okay. And um, I personally would like to have everything automated. Just hand it over to the machines, right? It's It becomes a binary answer at the end of it's the day. It's one no zero, yes. So no, right? That's it. <laughs> yes, yes. Right. 
um, but it's our sort of responsibility if we are actually looking for that absolute perfection in automation we have to make sure that uh, our test coverage you know is at 100 percent correct that's that's one of the main things and we've covered all the aspects of um, say a product that's that's uh, that we actually release to customers yeah that that's correct even i would like to uh, add something there like uh, one of my previous places uh, i used to work for an e-commerce agency so we had a pretty pretty good uh, uh, qa automation team so like you said like synthetics uh, we used one of the tools to uh, uh, <clears throat> automate is basically it's e-commerce right so what will happen is the automation it will uh, go to the catalogs and check and add to cart and until for the shop uh, end to end like uh, from the checkout it will automate so if there anything it will uh, trigger an alert uh to the the devops team so it, it was a pretty good practice we have done like uh, collaborating with the devops team and the uh, qv automation team so i would say it's uh, one of the best experience in my life yeah absolutely <clears throat> so uh so we are in the end of the session so anything else that you would like to share with us Shreyan, today um yeah so since this since this session is mostly about automation um, and of course this is uh, DevOps itself um, DevOps for me has become this if I'm if I'm if I'm thinking about how successful I am at sort of implementing DevOps as an organization first would be the mindset change and the next would be basically automating myself out of a job so I, I did actually uh, look out for jobs uh, previously and when I was going for interviews the first thing that came to my mind when they asked okay why do you want to leave your current organization I've been pretty happy with most of the like 80% of the organizations that I've worked for and the answer that would you know pop into my head was just I have nothing to do now because I've basically automated myself out of a job and that's pretty much it sir yeah okay <laughs> thank you thank you very much for your time shan today so hope to do another episode with you soon uh regarding another uh, cool topic so uh thank you very much for joining with us today have a nice day absolutely sir thank you very much for having me it's been a pleasure okay cheers bye-bye cheers thank you shan marina for joining with us today Hope to see you all there soon with another episode of DevOps with Zach. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.